Hello and welcome. My name is Brent Weaver and this is the Digital Agency Show. The podcast that goes behind the scenes with today's top agencies and entrepreneurs. I am really glad you're here. And once again, it's time to transform your business mindset. Hey, what's up, podcast listeners, digital agency owners. Welcome to another episode of the Digital Agency Show. I'm your host, Brent Weaver. And today we are hanging out with Victor Vento. Victor uh, works with high-growth coaches, consultants, and experts to scale through Facebook ads and chatbots. Uh, he has worked with clients to achieve results in the ballpark of 3,220% ROI on ad spends. He's generated over 300 applicants for one of his clients and made over 22500 with one Facebook challenge for a client. Victor has been rocking chatbots. If you guys don't know what chatbots are, we're going to talk about that today. If you don't know what the power of uh, how you can leverage Facebook ads and chatbots, we will also be talking about that today. Victor, welcome to the program. Hey, thanks, Brent. Thanks for having me. So, Victor, paint us a picture of your agency today, VentoBot. What are you guys uh, all about? Kind of how many people are on your team, all that good stuff. Yeah, sure. So, we, we try to stay lean, but as far as what we look like today, it's kind of me at the head a lot with still like one on one with strategy, um, with client work. And then as far as the implementation goes, got a team of uh, two others that are kind of doing the the tech behind the scenes, right? So we have a process that we follow and I'll dive in there when I need to. But for the most part, that's kind of, that's kind of us. We're a team of four, but that's where we're at now. Cool. And who's like a typical client for you guys? I know I mentioned in the intro, like high growth coaches, consultants, experts, et cetera. But like, what's a, what's a typical client business that you work with and, and how do you help them? Yeah. So that's a great question. So coaches, consultants, really they're, generally in like the 500k revenue range and up they're already generating like leads on their own they have systems in place uh they're just more looking to expand and scale that even further they're creating content consistently and like usually they're on they focus on like one to two maybe even three platforms we help kind of maximize them to spread them out to multiple and then just help them optimize that pipeline so their sales system can take over and convert right so some of them come to us and need a little help on the back end of conversion, like with their conversion system, but that that's not too often. Most of the time they have that dialed in. They just need us to flood it with leads and whatnot. So you primarily do this through chatbots. I mean, you kind of have hung your hat on this whole idea of chat and chat bots and automation around that part of your business to generate leads. Why why chatbots? Like what 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 about that? attracted you to that tactic? Um, great, great question. So <laughs> initially, I guess to, to show a little bit of my personal side, I'm a huge gaming nerd. And a lot of that attracted me at, at it. That's what attracted me first, right? So it's kind of like a kind of like a choose your own adventure type of path. I'm a big into like RPG games and whatnot. So that's that's what initially attracted me. And then I quickly realized that that's where businesses are, right? We're all... When people message back and forth. We're on our phones. We're messaging messenger. We're on like Google Hangouts. We're texting each other. You know, we'll email still, but that's a little bit more formal. We're very informal with how we communicate in messaging apps. And uh, I'm sure you use it too. Like Slack, for example, is something that I use internally. And it's, it's just how we communicate nowadays. So 
finding that really moved into, well, why, what's the difference of communicating with clients and customers that way? You know, like just be where they're at. When you say be where they're at, so clients hanging out in uh, in Facebook, obviously we all probably understand the how Facebook ads work. We're sitting there hanging out in our feed and all of a sudden we are served an ad. It says sponsored and it's, I'm sure, just deliciously high quality content uh, that we see in our ads. Never, never bothering us, never taking us out of our normal feed, right? Never trying to uh, uh, get us pulled into something, right? But I think we all understand like ads, right? Right. Um, for those listeners that either um, have not dipped their toe into chatbots yet. They like literally like might have no idea what the heck a chatbot is or understand how you can leverage messenger and other platforms like that to even generate leads. Like maybe they just use Facebook personally and haven't really thought about this as a business platform outside of ads. Can you kind of give us that basic one-on-one education around like what is a chatbot and how do uh, how does this become relevant for businesses in Messenger? Like, I get it's like go where people are. They're on Messenger. We go there. But kind of what is what is a chatbot, and how does this work for a business? Great, great question. So, um, chatbots one hundred and one. It's a preset, like predetermined set of uh, messages and conversations that you'll lead people through. For example, we have. People, I would hope uh, listeners like understand the concept of a funnel, right? Like you have a specific outcome that you want at the end of that. Ads are the front end of that, and then like you have the back end of whatever the conversion is. Similar with chatbots, right? Except you're thinking more about it from a conversational standpoint. It's someone interacting and saying like, "Hey, I'm interested in this." Like, great. Um, uh, one of the biggest examples I like to use is digital marketer likes to do this they segment people immediately on their website. It's like, hey, are you an agency owner or are you someone who works for an agency? And then content immediately starts getting curated based off of that answer, right? You have kind of like the the binary yes or no, are you this or that? But then you can start getting a little bit more involved based off of different answers. So someone who's an agency owner might be looking for something else specifically for their team or for themselves or how to help clients better. Whereas an agency, someone who works for an agency might be looking somewhere along the lines of like, we need courses for this and this, I need this specific skill set along those lines. Right. So then we can start to segment people very quickly and, and then serve them up content that's hyper relevant to them. I'm sure people have, uh, most of our listeners have probably interacted at some level with a chatbot, either knowingly or unknowingly. I, you know, I've, I've personally, I mean, sometimes you have like positive experiences. You're like, oh, cool. Like I can get like more relevant information. Um, but there's still, it seems like that little bit of like nagging thing in the back of my mind of like, this is a bot. I, you know, it's not a person they're trying to get me to ask questions. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I'm just, you know, I mean, is, is there still that kind of uh, stigma or challenge for you to overcome in deployment of chatbots? Or are you finding that the adoption is like, you know, is it, is it more, um, are people like more used to that interaction or okay with that interaction? I, mean, I, I imagine most things like with Facebook, they try to make advertisers be, kind of transparent or make the user aware, like I'm interacting with a bot. This is not a person. Um, but like, how do people typically respond to using this type of a medium? Um, good. So there's a couple of schools of thought here. It's still, I would still consider this the wild, wild west, even like three years in now, you know, it's, it's still very new to a lot of people to a lot of like uh, B2C type of businesses. 
B2B type of businesses, it's a little bit more common. Uh, and what we've seen is as long as it's not, I want to say spammy, but it's, it's more, as long as it's not robotic looking, right? People understand that it's still a bot. They'll like for our clients, for example, we have, we do a lot of applications. Like I, when I, someone gets on my podcast, they do the same thing, right? They, they go through that, but I don't need to answer. You have a form. I kind of do it in a conversational form. I'm like, great. Tell me about this. This is what their goal is. And then I record those answers and then I send them to schedule and then it conf- it's like, great, this is the time it looks like it's scheduled. And here you go. Here's the link when, it, when you're ready. And then it sends them reminders on top of you know, the email that does that. And they understand what it is, but they also... It, it's, it's, it's a different experience is, is, I guess, the better way to say it, right? The experience of it, you have to make sure that you keep that in mind. What are some things that on that that thought of you keep certain things in mind on the experience, like what are those certain things? Like what kind of things do you want to avoid? Um, and what kind of things, uh, do you want to lean harder into? Uh, sure. Yeah. So redundancy, uh, I, I bet you guys, I bet you're a bit like me and you're kind of tired of having to enter in your email for certain things all the time. Um, when you're filling out forms to speak with people or to, if you apply somewhere or something like that, with that, one of the first times you record that information, you can say, "Hey, I just want to confirm: is this is this what we is this email correct, or is this phone number correct?" Great, and then we'll never ask that question again, you know, unless we feel there's a specific point that we actually need to. But that keeps the user experience a lot better, so it, it avoids them having to like enter that information consistently over and over and over again. Um, think little things like that. Uh, things to double down on would be to ask more open-ended questions and then kind of taking those answers and then pulling, extracting what you need from them to go to the next step or the next question or the next part of the conversation. Does that make sense? Well, yeah, totally. And and I'm I'm just thinking about, I'm like, I'm like, okay, how much do I want to talk about today? Cause, cause I, I literally was in not like a marketing funnel, but it was like a, I was, I was using a tool recently and I was uh, trying to get support and I know support has been like a place that a lot of companies have been implementing bots for probably Mm -hmm. longer than on the marketing side, right? Like, I don't know if marketers have fully been able to ruin this uh, channel yet. Um, (laughs) I'm sure they will with another three years. Right. Yeah. But, uh, but, but it's, you know, and I was just thinking about my experience interacting with a bot and, you know, I know a lot of companies are trying to protect like their contact us button. Like they're almost trying to protect their live support agents with bots at this point. Uh, and mm-hmm. it's really common and they are getting better. Like I, you can put in like really complicated questions or issues and they start to like serve you up kind of like different menus of like of what's possible. But I personally found like it just, it, you very quickly, like if you're not finding the information that you need, like you can get really frustrated with that use. So how do you avoid in the marketing space? Like you've got somebody who's coming in, maybe they're interested in working with a business or they have those types of problems. Uh, how do you kind of balance between at what point do we, you know, give them answers via bot or hand them off to a, like a person to answer these questions and to go into more depth, right? Cause I mean, a lot of times, especially in the marketing and sales side, like we do business with people that we know, like, and trust. I'm not sure if I will ever know, like, and trust like a business's bot, Right. Like at some point I'm probably going to need to like, you know, depending on what the service is, talk to somebody. Uh, When do you hand people off to a bot and when do you kind of make sure, you know, what's that, that line? Are there any rules for that? Sure. Sure. No, no. I I love this because 
that is my entire philosophy for creating chatbots in general. Um, it's only there to bridge you not being there until you're able to be there. And I, I say that with like, I, I can't speak too much on the support side, but as far as marketing comes in, like a lot of our, a lot of our clients, they'll have team members that they kind of watch these channels and the bots kind of taking over, answering, guiding them through these predetermined uh, like answers and, and routes. And when they need to jump in, they they will they'll see up certain points. Um, there are certain triggers that we set up to say like, "Hey, just make sure you start watching from this point because this is where it gets." Like people have, we've found that other people kind of go in different directions here, and we can't you know we can't keep them in all in one place. So there's going to be a need of human interaction here. So that it notifies them and it kind of helps them to kind of watch the conversation and they can then jump in and then the bots pauses at that point. Um, so that they can have a real conversation with a real person. How do bots, um, and you're very focused on bots. I know you do also some work in conjunction with Facebook ads and how do you, you know, you're, you're, you're driving traffic towards systems that are, are, are messenger based or chatbot based. How can agency owners leverage if they're not doing chatbots you know, how do they, and maybe they might think about doing chatbots or work with somebody that is doing chatbots, but what are those different areas of a digital marketing presence that from a marketing and sales perspective that can be complemented by a chatbot? Like you, you know, I know you do Facebook ads, so that to me logically makes sense. We're going to be driving traffic into some type of funnel or offer. And at some point, a chatbot is becoming engaged with a customer through that channel. Uh, but how else can, can agencies start thinking about chatbots in the mix that they use to market? And advertise for their clients. Sure. Yeah. So, with um, with a lot of the recent changes that were happening this past uh, couple of months, and then um, like what my preferred platform is is ManyChat, and the reason for that is because they've recently become multi-channel with agency owners. I know, if I remember correctly, you kind of are really focused on getting to know your area, becoming like the expert in your specific niche. And that sometimes includes like speaking in, in front of those people. You and I are kind of both privy to the fact that like, there's great ways to lead gen from that, you know, like, Hey, text this to, to get that or scan this to get, to get this, like a, a cheat sheet checklist, whatever of my presentation and that that's one of the ways that that could help interact that right so it, it bridges that gap um, one of the things i use with one a few of our clients is um, they'll either scan or have a text opt-in for that bot and that bot essentially interacts during the during the presentation and as as wrong as that may seem to some people saying like well won't they be paying attention to the bot and be split focused it's set up in a way that it's timed with their presentation. So the person presenting is talking about XYZ topic. And at a point where they're asking the conversation, the bot can like trigger to say like, so what do you like, you know, they ask the question to the audience and then that kind of comes up again. And, and it says like, Hey, we've, what are you option A, B or C or whatever, right? Let's say like, are you an agency owner or working for an agency? And then that pops up in the bot, pings their phone, and they can answer there. So it's now you've created an experience. You stand out as the speaker, and it's just a, an additional way to like up level that. And if, if you're that person now, everyone's like, "Wow, I I want this for my business. I want 
experience is like, they're not thinking I want a chat bot. I, that's never the goal. I want the experience for my customers, for my clients. That That's essentially what they're looking after or going after. Hey, what's up, agency owners? As someone that's built hundreds of websites for clients over the last 20 years, I know how important it is to have a content management system that helps me launch sites fast so I can focus on getting my clients' results and building a successful and profitable agency. If you're looking for a new CMS, I'd like to introduce you to a new platform called Zephyr, a content management system built for power users and agencies. Build websites faster, make clients happier. Find out more info at ZephyrCMS.com and get one free site for life and a free theme setup valued at $500. That's ZephyrCMS.com. Now let's get back to our interview. So if you can get somebody to engage your chatbot during your talk, and it's a part of your talk, it's a part of the experience, uh, I mean, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, okay, cool. Now we have, you know, however many people are in this room or on this presentation that are now engaged with us in a channel where we can have a conversation and conversations lead to sales. So, right. uh, yep. I mean, that's kind of the the thinking there is, is what I'm hearing from you is, you know, first we start with getting them, you know, engaged in the chatbot, And then, um, and then from there, it's like, how do we get them to engage in the sale? Do, do you think that, um, I mean, I know people have, and I know Facebook has tried to combat this uh, to some degree. They've created a lot of different rules and limitations on third-party apps like ManyChat about like how you can engage with people from your list, how you can broadcast messages out to your list, how you can advertise to your list. I mean, at the end of the day, they're trying to monetize their platform just like they've monetized the news feed. They want to monetize, I'm sure, you know, to some extent, uh, even if it's early days, they want to monetize that, right. that chat. I mean, how are... I mean, are marketers going to like ruin Messenger? Because I, I just, I know some people out there that are, or I've seen it in the marketplace using chat extremely aggressively and probably pushing the boundaries of what Facebook had intended. And I know Facebook's probably trying to combat that stuff um, a little bit. Uh, I mean, is there any risks for clients that are, you know, maybe invest in this channel that it's going to, you know, they're going to experience something like Facebook business pages where they put a ton of work into this, they build up a huge audience. And at the end of the day, Facebook says, no, you're gonna have to pay for all this access. (laughs) Yeah. So there's, it is marketers ruin everything. It's, it's just a fact. And with a lot of the changes, they've, they recently pushed it back to March, but with some of the ways people go aggressively, again, it's still the wild, wild west because people are pushing that boundary and seeing what's possible, what's not possible, we do want to create something that's an inter- interactive experience, right? If it's one way, it's you're you're spamming. It's like the, that's the definition of spamming, right? It's all one way. There's no interaction. Some people think that going that route and then always having the option to unsubscribe, just like you do an email, is is okay because you're not spamming. You're allowing they they obviously have enough subscribe, so they want to keep getting that stuff. They just might not interact with it. I'm, that's what most people will tell you. I'm, I'm saying that you want to make sure that it's interactive to the point and, and it's not something that you consistently do over and over and over, but you make it valuable to the point where it's like they want to interact or they want to do this, or they've opted into this to get these reminders of some kind. And, and that's one of the ways we look at how we create this for our clients. What kind of businesses does... Those, I mean, you have a specific type of clientele that you're focused on, uh, which, mm-hmm. you know, might just be because it's your strategy at VentoBot. But what kind of businesses do chatbots work really well for? Not just in terms of like, 
you know, being uh, a value add or a pleasant experience, but I'm talking about like the dollars and cents of it, like being able to get a positive ROI on this. If we start investing in chatbots as a business right now, or if we start suggesting that one of our clients looks at this channel for their business, I mean, what kind of businesses lend themselves to really high ROI on this type of investment to support a sales, uh, some kind of sales transaction? Sure. Yeah. So um, there's personality brands I've seen work well online because they go, they go live a lot. So a lot of like a strategy that way, it's, it's like you can have people opting in during the live by commenting certain keyword triggers. And then that starts their experience. I've done a few things with local early on, like when we kind of when we were first starting with like local businesses, um, restaurants, it works really well with, I've seen just because, you know, it's kind of like another channel and it could be multi-channel. It could be text message, messenger, um, email, you know, things like that, but it brings them in initially that way. So local businesses like that, that have like a, they just target a city range that, that, I've seen work as pretty well. You mentioned that uh, things like text and messenger, and you mentioned earlier that ManyChat, which is a platform that kind of does uh, bot-based automations, you can get in there and and kind of create these things, that supports multi-channel. So when you're, I mean, obviously messenger within Facebook's platform is, is a big deal. What else? But I mean, text, I mean, that's, so that's, that works just the same as like messenger in terms of being able to, automate and trigger, you know, different types of, uh, messages and abilities. Uh, I mean, what other platforms can people be thinking about or paying attention to if their client kind of fits, you know, fits a model where this might be helpful? Sure. Yeah. So text, um, works really well. It's, and it's newer now, but I, I, I guess my, my word of caution is like, just be wary of what you do in there because that's probably the most intimate you can ever get with a customer or client because we're all used to messaging apps, but texting, it just seems like there's a different level of intimacy there. And, um, it's great because, because of that interaction and level of intimacy, but at the same time, we want to make sure that we don't abuse it. It's, it's used a way to re-engage someone um, and kind of go around those rules of of like 24 hours in uh, like Facebook Messenger, for example, right? Uh, Instead of having to pay to play and sponsor some messages to get people to interact again, you can send a quick text message and that will do the same thing. Um, But again, it's, it's, you have to be very cautious with something like that. You use the word intimacy. Yeah. (laughs) Um, which, which is an interesting word, right? I mean, that you're, I mean, obviously that has a lot of different connotations. I mean, from being like romantic or just kind of, I mean, like what that actually means. I mean, so if you're communicating with somebody through email, right, it's, uh, and it's like an opt-in and it's a business message, like, Hey, you're getting an email from you gurus, right? It feels like, okay, this is like a a message, right? right? Whereas like text doesn't come with that header it doesn't come with that like email address and the from name and things like that and it is i mean unless they've blocked your number in some way on their iphone or whatever like it's coming through as a buzz in their pocket like most people do not have like i have every notification on my phone turned off except for text and the only people that have my cell phone number are like my team my family and friends and you know it's like it still is that kind of I mean, it's, I don't know if it's a protected space, but it's definitely like, I think I'm, you know, what you're putting out there is this is still a space that if you 
email some, if you text somebody in that space, like people could have a really negative uh, response yeah. is kind of what I'm hearing from you. Like you have to be very careful about that channel because it's still like, it hasn't really been overrun by spam. Now I've gone, I've gone to like way more conferences than I would like to admit. And I, t- I tend to like opt in on like people's, you know, when they like say like Texas number, like I do that. Cause like, I love to see people's funnels. I love to get their content. I love to read their stuff, see what they're doing as speakers and presenters. But I do get uh, a handful of messages where I'm just like, Ugh, like another one, you know, like, you know, so-and-so yeah. woke me up at 2 a.m. for what? <laughs> like, exactly. Um, so, so, it's so like how, the final frontier. Yeah, any kind of things that you suggest that they are going down the text path of, like, what to avoid in that space? Or, like, I mean, how do you how do you toe that line? So you mentioned speakers, and, like, our clients do that all the time. I do it, you know, like, text this to get that uh, opt-in. And it's usually, like, a quick email confirmation. You generally don't hear from that number again. Um, via text message because now they have like your email or your phone number or like you've connected to a chatbot and now that's the messaging platform they're using to reach you with text messages one of the best ways i found to do this would be use the other platforms to get them to re-opt into text so that they know like hey would you be okay if i send you stuff like this this is this is going to be maybe like once a quarter or once a month or whatever. It's like a really low frequency. And just so you get that, yes, I'm allowing you into this more, just like you mentioned, like that's like the only notification you have on. You're not going to get something at like 2 a.m. You know, you're not going to get something randomly that's like, what? what is this flash sale? Like that's an email type of, you know, yeah. it, it like it would piss people off. So you want to make sure that you're very careful and you understand that you get them to agree to that and and just let them know what the frequency is going to be like, if at all, you know, like, Hey, like once a year, I'll just check in and see what's going on. You know, you can do the old, like, Hey, are you still interested in nine word email type of thing? But it's like a quick once a quarter, right? Can, Can you get into, I mean, obviously you can, you can make people upset, but can you actually get into trouble? through SMS platforms? Um, Yeah. So it carriers can block what you're doing and then eventually shut it down. So the way ManyChat does it right now is it's, they, they allow up to 200 subscribers per number. So obviously someone with like a thousand or more will have five different numbers that it's coming from just to kind of avoid that initially, but which is why they're looking to kind of, it is the most intimate and we just want to make sure that they block it. They cap it at 200 to make sure that it doesn't come off as spammy. But obviously there's going to be people that are going to abuse that as much as they can. <laughs> I so. just, I love that the platform is even, you know, say like, Oh, we don't want more than 200 on a number. Cause then that's going to make it to where we can, you know, not get, you know, not right. get, they, uh, they, they know what flagged. marketers are capable of, you know, right. so it's, um, they understand that and, and they want to protect the people as much as possible as well. So it just, it's, it's, it's something you really need to think about. Most people probably don't really need to use it other than a form of opt-in past that point. Um, you have to really think about what it's for, right? Is it like a quarterly check-in and that, that may be all it is, you know, if, if that's the case. Awesome, man. Victor, we've covered a lot of ground today around chatbots, around Messenger. I mean, there's 
probably, I mean, you're, you're, you've got a podcast, there's whole, you know, courses and, and uh, all sorts of great info out there for folks if they're interested in getting into, uh, into chatbots for their agency to drive clients to your business or maybe even uh, for your clients to try to get your clients better results. And, um, and yeah, this has been really fascinating. Are you ready for some lightning round questions? Let's do it. What is the best advice you've ever received? <laughs> yeah, so the best advice I ever received was uh, you can't ask people for more than what you've ever invested in yourself just because it comes off un- un- unauthentic if you do. Which of your personal habits has contributed most to your success? I would say uh, quick implementation. I'd rather get it out than fix it later. Can you share an internet resource or tool or app that you use that you think our listeners would find valuable? <laughs> I'm biased to this, but like, let's say ManyChat. Uh, and any others? I know you mentioned ManyChat earlier. We're definitely going to link out to that. Any other tools or resources? Sure, sure. I, I like Kartra for quick landing page builders, email platform. What book would you recommend and why? Just one. You can break it the rule if you want or the question. It's, it's up to you, Victor. I, I have three that have really made an impact on my business. Let's hear it. Uh, one would be Give by Nicholas Kuzmich. Another by the name of Phil Jones, the author, Exactly What to Say. And the, probably the most impactful, Tim S. Grover's Relentless. I'm definitely a big fan of uh, of Kuzmich and, and the the Relentless book uh, by Tim Grover. Those are definitely good reads, uh, and I have not read the one by Phil, so we'll make sure that we include all three in the show notes, and I'll add that other one to my reading list. So those are great suggestions, uh, Victor. Uh, if you guys want to get links out to those books as well as the apps and other resources, some key takeaways that Victor mentioned on today's episode, you can check that out at the Yougurus, uh show notes page, the podcast show notes page, yougurus.com forward slash podcast. Click on Victor's episode and you'll find lots of goodies on there. Victor, how can our audience uh, find out more about you? Is there anything that you have they can check out? Sure. Yeah. Um, So I have my book actually available. If they can kind of go through that and go through the exact processes we take our clients through, uh, they can just go to ventobot.com forward slash book to get that and be able to start helping their clients generate never ending leads. Sweet. Well, we'll link out to uh, your book. Congrats on that. Uh, hopefully, uh, our listeners will go check that out. If you want to learn more about bots and, uh, how to make this work for your business, definitely check that out. We'll link out to that ventobot.com slash book on our show notes page as well. That's at yougurus.com forward slash podcast, find Victor's episode, and you're going to get lots of great stuff there. So, uh, Victor, thanks so much for stopping by the program today. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. All right, folks, that's it for this week's episode of the Digital Agency Show. Stay tuned each and every week for more great content coming to you to help you grow your digital agency so you can achieve freedom in business and life. Until next time, I'm Brent Weaver. Thanks again for tuning in to the Digital Agency Show. Before we close out, I wanted to check in on your answer to my question from the beginning of the episode. Are you stressed out, cash crunched? fed up with your business? Now, if you feel this way, you might think that you have a lead generation problem. Maybe that it's the area you live in or that this market has gotten too competitive. Maybe you think that your business can't be turned around. And I want you to think again. In my many years of experience, I can tell you now it's something much deeper that you're likely not even aware of yet. It's like a client who says they need a website, Facebook ads, or a mobile app when they don't even realize it's a deeper challenge that's blocking them from success. 
Now, if you'd like to find out what your deeper challenge is, then I want to invite you to apply for a strategy call where we're going to dig into those underlying issues in your business and get you moving forward like never before. The aha moments that you're going to have will shift the way you think forever, and you'll finally get the answers as to why your business hasn't taken off. The number one most important decision to rapidly grow your business starts by booking your YouGurus strategy call today. Go to yougurus.com slash apply to start the application process for this free call. Once again, go to yougurus.com slash apply to get started. Thanks again for tuning in. Join us next week for another episode of the Digital Agency Show. 